Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Did I just say America's radio sweetheart? Yeah. You know what? I did. Run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Better than heart. It is. It's a dumb nickname anyway. Yeah. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go, a show where we talk for an hour. That's that's true. And sometimes we mispronounce a word and then have some fun with that. <laughs> the key is to underpromise and overdeliver. We're Jordan. just a we're just a couple of sweethorts. <laughs> little little do these people know they're gonna get an hour and three. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. We're gonna run over sixty three minutes. If we stop <laughs> If we stop anywhere before three, we are going to get so much shit for it. <laughs> We're going to try and stick this landing exactly. Ugh. At Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. Dear sirs. Two minutes and 49 seconds is not three minutes. We just decided on Judge John Hodgman the other day a case about at a, at a counter service restaurant, mm-hmm. whether you're allowed to take a table before you get your food. Mm-hmm. And... I think I probably received 20 tweets about it already. What was your I didn't even decide it. What was your position? My position was that uh you should follow any posted policy, but otherwise you should probably just do it in a place where that's what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh I have no strong opinions and find it funny that someone would have one. Oh, oh boy, do they ever, Jordan. In <laughs> fact, literally by making the mistake of mentioning this right now, oh, I've boy. prompted another flurry of 15 tweets. <laughs> Please don't tweet those at me. You can go ahead and tweet those at California Senator Diane Feinstein. Oh, <laughs> Diane Feinstein. Send them to Diane Feinstein. She appreciates hearing what you have to say. And you know what? CC Kamala Harris, her junior <laughs> colleague. Sure. Okay. Okay. Our guest this week, mm-hmm. beloved regular here on Jordan Jesse Go. He's a writer for most recently television's Bojack Horseman. Squeeze His name in. Nick Adams. Repeat is back. How's it going, guys? It's going great. I don't know why I'm yelling. I'm glad yeah. that you announced I have your to presence. get like an initial. <laughs> My hort is full. Uh, <laughs> you are here with us today. First of all, a sweet hort is like a sultana. It's like a craisin. Got oh, it. It's sure. like a dried, uh, I don't know, name a fruit, an apricot or something. <laughs> I that feel like, don't like. <laughs> if Nick is going to come in and say and scream, repeat is back, but while we're introducing him, should, there should be that little like arpeggio at the beginning of Baba O'Reilly. Oh, like, that's nice. <laughs> I need some intro music. back and it goes, <laughs> What about, I'm just going to take it in another direction. Nick, tell me which one you prefer. All right. Repeat is back. Y'all ready for this? How about a funk master flex, like just randomly throughout the show, just repeat? Like, just the, yeah, yeah, some bombs go off and it repeat. Exclusive. <laughs> oh, I really love this popular hip hop song that I can only hear on urban radio. You know what I want right in the middle of it? Just the dude yelling. <laughs> just his name during the middle of the song. Don't do that. Have we ever addressed the topic that. Like, literally, I've never done stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Closest we've ever come to doing stand-up comedy is, uh, for a while, Jordan and I hosted a show at the Ice House in mm-hmm. Pasadena. Real hip crowd at the Ice House, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very hip crowd. A lot of fans came out for those shows. Thank you, know you very I think much. People in Pasadena are, you know, they're spoiled by the Rose Parade. <laughs> yeah. They're spoiled by the year. The other Rose 364 parade. days, it's a fucking letdown. Sure. What so do you like, do? Well, he's not made of flowers. <laughs> yeah. He's not a salute to firemen made of flowers. He's not sponsored by the city of industry. <laughs> yeah. 
He's not being ridden upon by Eric Estrada, the <laughs> Grand Marshal of this year's Tournament of Roses Parade. To I be don't fair. see anyone involved with KCAL 9. No, oh, no, no KCAL KCAL 9. <laughs> I think Kevin Kataoka may have been sponsored by the City of Industry. Oh, okay. So I, if not the City of Industry, then Carson, California. Palms. Palms, <laughs> Palms California. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like uh, the, the topic that has most... Someone needs to make the KTLA traffic copter out of geranium. Something <laughs> <laughs> would happen at the Rose Parade. The topic that I feel like I would most like to have be my just as hot pockets are the signature issue of Jim Gaffigan on mm, stage as a sure. stand up comic. Were I a stand up comic, the thing the single thing I feel most passionate about in the world is that when you listen to hip hop radio uh, all of the DJs have urban voices, mm. but they keep the old white guy for all booming voices. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the the inner world guy <laughs> is the guy who says, like, exclusive blazing tracks. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody said exclusive once in, like, 1983, <laughs> and no, one's, no one involved in hip-hop has had to say exclusive that man since is, that guy. That man's long dead. Yeah, he's gone. He's you just cool. have to send us... His, his, his widow gets $4 every time they say exclusive. <laughs> you send a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> and a blank cassette tape to Mr. Magic, he and he sends you back like, a dub <laughs> of the I'm exclusive like 70 ones. of those in a row. <laughs> just exclusive... Get some options over over. on that. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. Exclusive. But we got it. The yeah. thing, the thing yeah, is we like, just, we use the second one. It doesn't, like, there's some of the times it is a word that an old white man sh- would and should sure. say. Like, I even think, like, exclusive is an example. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, you're going to want, but, like, like in the uh, commercial for a nightclub, mm-hmm. uh, they will have that guy come in. And he'll be the guy who says, like, ladies, get in free before 8 p.m. <laughs> Gentlemen, no caps, no jerseys, no sneakers. <laughs> and you're like, what? who is this guy? What is the character? Does he know sure. what that is for? Does he just like, they're just, just say it. Just read those words. And he was like, why? Credential <laughs> insurance. No caps, no shoes, no sneakers. Fire exits behind you to your left. He just has a list that his agent gives him in the yeah. morning. He just has an ISDN line. He calls in and just rattles off a bunch of nonsense. From rural Iowa. <laughs> when I was growing up, there was like a, it was a small town, and the closest city is Greensboro. And on, at the roller skating rink, they would have Black Night if there wasn't school on Monday. I don't know why it was Sunday night. Sure. We only got it if it was Sunday night yeah. and there was no school on Monday. It's like they didn't. You guys might party too hard and then the attendance will dwindle. I don't know what they expected. They're concerned about too much bouncing and rocking. <laughs> yeah. Was it called Black Knight? <laughs> it well, seems like the marketing, the marketing department could have done better than yeah. Black Knight. Well, if you like, show up wanting to see the movie where Laura, uh, Martin Lawrence <laughs> travels back in time <laughs> to King Arthur's The England. DJ was... Python from Greensboro's Power 97.1. Okay. Oh, wow. That was the urban station in yeah. the area. And the Python would come and DJ. And you think, okay, this is like a big black guy. He's got like a deep voice. He was like a 50-year-old scrawny white guy oh, with like ripped right. jeans and no shoes. And his daughter <laughs> his daughter would come and just run around and play video games and eat pizza. And he was the coolest guy in the world. But he was the number one. That's not what I expected of all. And he like... You wanted to hear the new special ad? Guess who's got it? Python will play it for you. You know, like he was that guy on the radio and looked like a farmer, like a straight up farmer. Nobody like a local radio personality making an appearance. Yeah. Like that yeah. is mm-hmm. the most. First of all, there 
There are no other true local celebrities like local radio and television personalities, mm. people who are so important. I mean, like, get Karen Kilgariff in here. Me and her will do an hour on KTVU2 anchor Dennis Richmond. In a heartbeat, we'll do that. But if you, if you want to top that, bring in a radio personality because you get that dissonance of who the f- Yeah, yeah. This is a real person? Yeah. The, one of the biggest urban radio DJs in the Bay Area when I was a kid was this guy called Chewy Gomez. And Chewy Gomez also hosted the after-school UHF uh, hip-hop video show, CMC, the California Music mm-hmm. Channel. And Chewy Gomez, first of all, all respect to Chewy Gomez, truly great radio DJ, uh, and a great host on this, uh, as wide as he was tall, <laughs> like a three-foot cube, this man was, wearing a crooked baseball cap. Like that, and In his defense, his name was Chewy. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and yeah, all but, of this is tracking so far. What what about this is going to blow our minds? Well, just he was just a magical human being sure. because he seems like he's he exists in an alternate universe that's inside that radio box, mm-hmm. and because he is both the biggest deal in the world and not a big deal at, at all at one time. If you if you leave a certain area code zip code, he's a, a nobody. He's zero. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you put Chewy Gomez. In Bend, Oregon, and he is half struggling to get a job as a busboy. Mm-hmm. In San Francisco, the streets are paved with Chewy Gomez. How much of the voice, though, like does that golden effigies of right Chewy yeah. Gomez? Does that like there like with certain jobs? If you like, I'm a lawyer, so people know I can negotiate. I understand, you know, whatever. If you're like, I have like this voice and this a bit like I don't care like that doesn't help you does that help you in any other if you work at a high school like do you want to call the football game okay great yeah yeah but does that give you any other <laughs> no leg this, up in life the skill that I possess my core competency is a useless skill mm-hmm. it is a skill without without any real world value I am the first to die after the apocalypse Once... I die before actresses <laughs> once the YouTube guys you know come up with the app that will just do like where computers will simulate podcasts. Like you just type in like farts and you know Game ready, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Remembering and... Nintendo. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. We got it. We, we got are it. Fucked. But what about the one with with the code and you had yeah, we talked about that. We talked oh, okay. about that. Yeah, yeah. The up up down. Yeah, we did that. We did that whole, we did a whole run on to, that. You're gonna have to remember the power pad. <laughs> I think I, I'm sure we've talked about this on the show before, but it's in terms of uh, radio DJs who don't look like what they sound like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the ultimate hilarious example for me will always be those guys at our college radio station who hosted the reggae shows. Oh, my God. <laughs> before we get into DJ Hot Eye and yeah. company, uh, I want to emphasize going in. They were some of the nicest, coolest yes, people at the whole radio station. Absolutely. Listen, because if, what we're about to say could be interpreted us, as us mocking them. Yeah. And that's not an unfair interpretation. They're ridiculous men, but really wonderful guys. But white, white wonderful people who, dudes. White people who fully embrace weed and Rastafarian culture tend to pretty much be pretty cool and mellow people. Absolutely. Like they're not, yeah. You're not going into that world like as some sort of entitled asshole you want, looking for a fight. You want loose trail mix out of a pocket? <laughs> they've got it for you. You want to pet a golden retriever with a bandana? They've got one behind them at all times. Do you want to potentially get your calf sliced open by their toenails? <laughs> Yeah, want to know? Want to know a white guy who goes to Jamaica once a year to get dub plates? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your man. 
Uh, so they would do they would do all of their all of their DJing uh, in patois. In a, yes, in a know. in a really intense Jamaica voice, which apparently is like a thing that not only white dudes in America do, but like there's an international sound clash scene. Oh, man. So like there's sound clashes that are not just Jamaican sound systems, but ones from like Japan and Africa right, right. and Europe. And they all do it in mm. patois. Like, all of them do it in essentially uh, an in-living color Jamaican guy voice. <laughs> For some reason, like, I feel like anything that comes out of Japan, I'm just, like, never offended by it. Like, there's a whole, you know, the Japanese, they brown their skin and try to look, you know, urban. And, and part of me is just like, they don't, they don't. It's, it's Japan. It's a, they don't. They're yeah, fucking, their history is different. <laughs> it's crazy over the there. thing with the bomb. Give them a break. Yeah, yeah. They buy panties in a vending machine. It's just, shit is nuts over there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's. Yeah, I definitely, you guys will be shocked to learn that one of my interests is going to the Japanese bookstore and buying expensive Japanese menswear magazines. <laughs> and I was flipping through one the other day and I realized it was a pictorial series and I realized that it was based on like people of many nations essentially but it was one Japanese guy <laughs> enacting and I was like I it was like you know okay wooden shoes <laughs> like uh a uh, waspy guy, okay, okay. Right, right. right. Oh, <laughs> please don't have a dashiki. Please don't have a dashiki. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh-oh, poncho, 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 poncho. Oh, African guy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were watching a, uh, a video at work today of a Japanese video game, and I think mm-hmm. you play this on a, on a tablet. Yeah. The gameplay looks a lot like a... Um, you know, like a Area 51 or a Virtua Cop. You know, this mm-hmm. sort of game. You play it in a bowling alley. You have a light gun. So this, it, you know, it's first person. So you're going, you're going through this locker room, and and women are are jumping out, are <laughs> leaping out from behind crevices, sure, like they do. And so it's there's a tablet. So you gotta you could you got a touch screen. And when they the women leap out, you you touch their their privates. To arouse them and to get them to stop attacking you, I guess. And the here's the thing: <laughs> it's there's a there's a ten out of ten icky version of this, and there's a five out of ten icky version of this. And this one becomes ten out of ten because when you poke them, the the characters do not appear to be enjoying themselves. Like oh. it, it could just have an in, like like <laughs> yeah that. You know, okay, right. that's some ribald fun, yeah, but the sure. character looks mad, <laughs> cranky, like they have they have gas. If there's a twelve out of ten icky version mm-hmm. of it, you know what it is? Hmm. It's when you stimulate them, they mm-hmm. do the icky shuffle, the world famous. <laughs> that would be what stairs. It's the only thing icky, but it's Japanese, yeah. so it's pixelated. And you can't see it, right? You can't see that icky shuffle. <laughs> so the so these these reggae fellas, yeah. these reggae whites yeah. on KZSC. I think you would call them reggae boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might call them that. <laughs> Please don't ever call yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> and yeah, so they would do all of their DJ patter in a Jamaica voice, but it seems like they only learned what they had to say, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But the only way you have to venture off script in community radio 
is you have to read announcements. That's a kind of a, you know, the it's thing a about community being on community service. on radio. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, once an hour you have to break in and read a you know a message from the public library or you know uh, from the university, something like that. So it's like uh, they're dropping the needle on an exclusive Buju Banton track. <laughs> like Buju Banton is specifically. Sh- is shouting out, you know, Elephant Man is specifically shouting out DJ Hadai or whatever. And then you get into like, yeah, yeah. Here, you're listening to Joy in the Morning. Buck, 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 buck. Big ups to Babylon. Big ups, Zion I upon the replay. Jai, it was Jai in the Morning. Jai in the Morning. Buck, 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 buck. Kresge Community Center. <laughs> the Aptos Chess Club will be meeting at the library from 5 to 7 every alternate Tuesday. <laughs> Hear me now. <laughs> So it's sort of like the like your uncle's Zion. shitty Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah, like if he says I'll, he can say I'll he be can back. Say I'll be back, but he can't do anything off no. book, anything yeah. off script. Yes, that, like he can't just improvise Arnold stuff. But Nick, remember, like imagine Zion, <laughs> right? Imagine Zion's good. Yeah. Imagine if your uncle was going to Copenhagen to participate in the international <laughs> Uncle's Arnold Schwarzenegger competition. <laughs> it was like usually held in Stag, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. competing against a Malaysian guy <laughs> and his friends, mm-hmm. and they're all just in as a chorus saying the chopper, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would absolutely go to that event. <laughs> International uncles doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. I believe Arnold would go. I believe yeah. Arnold would go and then really have a ball. Yeah. My money's on the Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They got a they got a they got a tight Arnold game. Arnold Schwarzenegger is like such a fun bad impression to do. Yes. It's, it's, so it's really pretty fun. easy. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bill Clinton, JFK, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> that's a, that's a little Putty little... or Patrick Warburton? I've, is there a difference between Putty and Patrick Warburton? I think Warburton? there are subtle differences. I think each Patrick Warburton character is a is a um, you know a variation on that theme. Yeah, subtle changes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I've ever been more confused and delighted than when I met Patrick Warburton and he was just Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. Like, you imagine that Patrick Warburton is doing a shtick mm-hmm. and then he goes right, home. Right. And he and I want to be clear, the nicest yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. We, like, talked about kids and soccer and minivans mm-hmm. and stuff. But, like, he just is Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. I remember loving that about movies and TV at, at a really young age. Like, because you know there are guys that go out there and, like, you know, Martin Short is never Martin Short. He's right. a guy, you know, he's... He's doing a thing 24 hours a day, maybe. And then there are people that are just like, I'm kind of goofy and funny. And turns out they can use this type of goofy and funny in a lot of different things. And I bought a house in Glendale in 89. And I'm going to just cruise through doing the same. There's something amazing and fucking American about that. We need a bald vice principal dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, there he is. There he <laughs> he's is. the guy who's the bald vice principal yeah. and everything. How do you know he's the bald vice Because he was already the bald vice principal dude in 17 other things. <laughs> it's a, what's, tru- what's truly amazing to me is when you understand that that bald vice principal dude is a human being, that they could that, that human being could have no, literally nothing to do with the thing that they're capable of doing right, on camera. Right. Like they could have that. I was just watching um, – uh, One Day at a Time, mm-hmm. the Netflix sitcom, really funny, uh, created, co-created by past Jordan Jesse Go guest Mike Royce. And uh, Stephen Tobolowsky is on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was thinking two things. One, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, is Stephen Tobolowsky good at doing this thing that he does? 20%, whatever you're doing is going to be 20% better if he's just in a small part. He's just going to be a better show. It's just remarkable. Like, it's just a thing that he does, and he is amazing at it. And he can do it in comedy or in drama. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, he's just amazing at it. But then, you know, we've had Stephen Tobolowsky on this show, too. Mm -hmm. Like, Stephen Tobolowsky is, like, a man of unknowable depths mm-hmm. uh like he's a he's like a book that unfolds before you you know like you can't believe that there's more and more and more there and he's such a remarkable profound amazing man but on the other hand uh he will he will just he will forever work as the yeah, fourth yeah. build guy on every sitcom mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean yeah do you need a do you need a mean boss for a couple episodes yeah <laughs> um this is a fun thing about Tobolowski. Can I guess what it is? Everything? That's true. Here's one specific thing. Got it. That is included in everything. So, um, so we were planning the. Uh, I think this was last year. We were planning the at midnight Groundhog Day episode, and uh, we kind of had this idea where the the show would like restart every you know every after you came back from a commercial break. Uh, fucking Corden did it the night before. Fucking Corden doing the same thing. Snaked you guys. Snaked us. He pulled that on shit the on you. Pretty obvious idea. <laughs> at one hour into yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah. What a pile of bullshit. Anyway. I have an idea. Hmm. Here's the idea you Yeah, get. you don't see us singing in a car. <laughs> well, not, that's what I'm going to suggest. We're not singing in a car. Uh, hoverboard karaoke. Yeah. Why sing, <laughs> yeah, why sing hoverboard on a charades? <laughs> <laughs> so it's our. Our thing that we had planned. It's Meatloaf singing and he's taking a shower and you see his dick. <laughs> I love it. And every week it's a different celebrity and you see his dick. No, you just Meatloaf. Dick. No, it's Meatloaf. <laughs> every week it's a different celebrity, same Meatloaf dick. Yeah. yeah. You pan down and you insert the shot of Meatloaf's dick, even if it's a woman. Yeah. Like, oh, they have Meatloaf's dick as well. <laughs> Everyone has it. So we, we had, this, had this thing planned, had to scrap it last minute. Right. And someone suggested, hey, if we could get Tobolowski in here, he could come up and be like, it's me, Ned, Ned Ryerson, Ned the Head. And we all loved the idea. Called up a fun to- idea. To- called up Tobolowski. He was into it. And then an hour before he's supposed to get there, we're like, fuck. A lot of times, this audience, it'll be like this paid audience, you know, if it's early on a weekday, who doesn't remember... Yeah, or yeah. care to laugh at anything that happened before 2005. <laughs> right. It's they... not a joke about Drake or Beyonce. They do not want mm-hmm. to hear it. Yeah. They just want to hear Beyonce and clap. Yeah. yeah. It's not like comedy nerds at these things. They, it, they get know, all the references. It is and like, it isn't. Sometimes right. it's... Uh, Smart you know, Bunny's going to be there sometimes. Sure. Sometimes sometimes you get, uh, get a nice crowd with Elvis Costello glasses who know what Reddit is and are happy to hear jokes <laughs> That's about the, it. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> That's the barometer. Do they know what Reddit is? Yes, many don't. Oh man. Um, and then, uh, so you know, we're like, well, fuck. We don't know who the science is going to be. Tobolowski could come out there to crickets, right? Like, who's this? So we better like, put Groundhog Day into the pre-show montage. Yeah, that's I know, what I was right? thinking. We better, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. before we start the show, sit and watch Groundhog Day. <laughs> A little homework. Yeah. Uh, you know, backup plan. Tobolowski comes out, sings Hotline Bling. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's crunch time. Yeah. Tobolowski inches out on stage, 
fucking place goes ape shit. The place goes <laughs> so ape shit. It was nuts. Yeah. They <laughs> running up and down the aisles. They were so happy to <laughs> see the Tom Selleck. The How many people in that audience could have given you a name or anything else that he's ever been in? But I, they were all like, "It's the guy. It's, it's the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. It's him." Yeah. So. I have a lot of faith in the younger generation because they were able to go apeshit at Tobolowski coming out on Groundhog Day. That's really good. It felt good. It felt really good. You it's... know what? Next year, throw Chris Elliott at him. <laughs> yeah. See yeah. what happens. Sure. I yeah. It's, I, I worked on I worked on a, a multicam show, and Danny Masterson was on the show, and you know, successful actor, you know, nothing mm-hmm. but a nice guy to me, but not a huge star. And that '70s show was a while ago. Yeah. And every night we taped, he walks out, and it's just that. That's the guy from that it's show. Him. It's him. It's, it's a him. Guy. It's a guy that I recognize. I've seen the beard with the beard. You know, I'm you always surprised how many that '70s show reruns are just on TV at weird times. Yeah. I guess that was like a show for people. Well, the I mean, once something is in syndication, you forget that it's like it for like those six or seven years it was on. That's great, but it's multiply that by ten. You know? It's, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be on and on and on, and people are, like uh, Big Bang Theory repeats. Be- the show that I worked on was a TBS original, and Big Bang Theory repeats routinely trounced <laughs> us and every other original on TBS. Sure. And the re- it's just like you I, know. I think that is the plight of anybody who is making cable television these days is that you just you just want to you just want to beat the season two Family Guy rerun. You just <laughs> yeah, if we can yeah. beat the season two Family yeah. Guy rerun or narrowly approach its ratings. Will probably be fine. Yeah, don't 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 set your sights too low. Don't just say I want to beat that American Dad rerun. No, no, no. Uh, no. You gotta, you, you know, give guys. yourself you can get give yourself guys. a little bit of credit. Sure, we could all beat the American Dad rerun. Yeah, when you're beating the Family Guy rerun. Yeah, it, the standards of success in cable television are a very slippery and unusual thing. Still on is the sure. standard of success, I believe, yeah. currently. Are you still on? Yeah. Can you get one of these? Check still comes? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think to some extent the most successful cable television show is just one that people have heard of. Mm-hmm. There are sure. like two categories. One is Swamp People. <laughs> this is a show that literally millions of people watch that is not anything. Mm-hmm. But- it's a it's a guitar lick and a moan, right? All those shows are like, <laughs> bling. <laughs> <laughs> How did your dad get all – this is an incredible house. How did your husband make his money? Uh, you may rem- – honey, can you hit it? <laughs> oh, it's you. It's the guy. <laughs> he, stud- he studied under the guy who said exclusive. <laughs> he had to find his own, he had put his own, take his own, put his own take on it, so his own spin. Sw- so Swamp People is strum, hmm, fan boat explosion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just <laughs> crocodile meat. The, s- the titles, the yeah. strum, right. the hmm. And then I don't know. I don't think they're making them anymore. I think they just show Beverly Hillbillies reruns. <laughs> right. It's like right. what, if you, as long as you reset it at the end after sure. every commercial People break, think they're watching Swamp this People. Is, this is the airboat montage from the original Miami Vice. This is not a new show. This is not new. <laughs> that is a very good montage. Oh, it's though. excellent, excellent. But yeah, like there's just these... enough of Philip Michael Johnson's like chest hair. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's his name. There's like the two Philip categories. Michael Philip Michael Thomas. Okay. There's, Don Johnson. There's the category yeah. of uh, things that 10 million people watch that are on History Channel. Mm-hmm. Then there's <laughs> every other network is just hoping you will have heard of one of their shows. And sure. just flipping. Just flipping. Everything's getting flipped. They're you got to flip something now. They just want 
Billy on the street. They it's, just want <laughs> something that someone has heard of. It's all housewives and flipping. If you're not flipping a housewife, you yeah. don't have it. You don't have it. I was looking at the True TV, mm-hmm. the comedy network now. A lot of our friends have uh, Guy Branham's sure. got a show coming out on True TV. Yeah, that fucking network is like gone through 18 different iterations in like three years, I feel like. It's very confusing. But uh, we're thrilled that, it, you know, he, didn't Chris it used Fairbanks. to be Court TV? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, it literally used four to be years ago. Court TV? <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad Chris Fairbanks is working there because sure. he's the funniest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's great. But I'm pretty sure that network is just that one prank show, yeah. 23 hours a day, and then in the other two half-hour slots, just something that they're hoping someone will have heard of. Mm-hmm. Like, just an attempt, just a roll of the dice. Please mention this on Vulture. Exactly. <laughs> if you, Even if you hate it, just, just talk about how much you hate it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. When you can be in a room with, a, like, a room full of TV writers whose job it is to know about this stuff and all the expenses, the cables, all that stuff's a tax write-off, mm-hmm. and you can mention a show or mention a network and people go, what's, what's that? Right. Yeah. What, what it, where? Who? Yeah, it is almost amazing when it happens with a network. Yeah, a whole like, entire oh, network. I have not heard of that TV <laughs> network. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think the practical reasons for that is because, you know, nobody writes about a Family Guy rerun, so you want to have something people can write about, mm-hmm. that free press for, yeah, yeah. you know, making a show. But also I think selling things to streaming services is a uh, big, big business. Yeah. Like mm. foreign streaming services. So what? I think, like, if you can make 10 episodes of something, you can just sell it to Dutch Hulu. <laughs> Dulu. They knew, yeah, Dulu. I'm sorry, Dethulu is how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, right, there yeah, was yeah. there was one point that uh, we Dutch got... Hulu was also a squid monster. <laughs> After making literally zero money and having very few people watch, uh, the, especially the second season of the Put This On video mm-hmm. series, we got an offer from, like, British Airways <laughs> or something to, like, put it inside their TV computers that was, like... Fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars or something, and it was like, oh shit, we should be making money at this business. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like there's secret untapped wells of piles <laughs> of money that we should be earning. I tell you something though, like every year when you start on a show, your union rep comes in and talks to you, you know, whatever WGA, and they ask you any questions or whatever, and they like these people are making crazy money, like. The industry has never been more profitable. You're like, all these networks, all these shows, who can watch all these things? I don't know. Somebody's fucking watching them because they're all... Like, she legit straight up told us, like, they're they're having huge, huge profits. Like, all these huge corporations are making a ton of money. I think the appetite for this stuff is kind of endless. It's just going to be smaller, you know? Like, no one's ever going to have the monster hit show, but if you're like... We figured out another angle on a flipping show or, like, there's another shitty part of America that people watch. We <laughs> will emerge from yeah. swamps and Alaskan mountains and, another, like, yeah. and rivers. Another Arizona assholes. <laughs> Some assholes from Arizona. Like Northern Arizona. Magical, right, yeah, yeah. That magical alchemical mix of relatability and schadenfreude yeah, yeah, yeah. that constitutes one of those programs. Also, Just something that's, like... Uh, that you recognize, but you can feel a little bit superior to. There was a moment when reality TV people realized, oh, it, it doesn't matter if they watch because they hate these people. <laughs> They're watching. It doesn't matter. Ma- like, they keep the TV on for the catheter commercial. Yeah. It's it's a sort of J.R. Ewing effect. It's like the bad guys can be, you know, more important than the good guy. And now you watch those shows and, like... You know, like the Real Housewives, it's just like women screaming at each other. They're all horrible people. Why would you want to watch this? Do you guys have a housewife in your 
house? Do you guys have a housewife show that you guys watch? My, no, no. My is wife, your wife a real bitch? Is she? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> my wife, like every, every married man that I know, his wife has subscribes to some of the trashiness. And sure. my wife does not subscribe to the housewife no, trashiness, nice. which is good. Mm-hmm. She used to be into the like pregnant teenager shows. Oh, sure. Which drove me crazy. Because hmm. at no point in those shows would anyone sit that person down and say, listen, Megan, uh, I know you like Brad. He's cute. He's sure. a cute. He's cute and charming. Yeah. Uh, you're 18 and you have a baby. <laughs> right. He can't handle this Listen, shit. Listen, we're all impressed by Brad's truck. Yeah, it's the a great truck, truck. Is great. His gauge <laughs> earrings are amazing. You know, but uh, he's freaked out. Yeah, he's freaked out because he's 17 and he doesn't want to have a fucking baby. So you got to get your shit together, Megan, and stop calling Brad and mm. stop hanging up on him <laughs> and stop expecting him to go. And he has to put a fucking baby seat in the truck <laughs> it's been eight months like no one ever had these simple like sure. that guy's not gonna be a good dad he's light years away from being a good dad he can't like, even grow a good mustache <laughs> look at his bad mustache his goatee doesn't uh, connect what can he teach your son mustaches. i the the thing that drove me crazy when i tried to watch one of those shows is how dirty everyone's sweatshirt is like just Fucking roll a lint roller over your goddamn Juggalo sweatshirt, um, you pregnant asshole. Also, bum that equipment. Was, bum equipment was sure. from when I was in high school. There's not. They're not still making these. Where, are you, where are you getting where these? Where are you getting these bum equipment <laughs> sweatshirts? I'm sorry, I called them pregnant assholes. They, <laughs> those two things are not mutually tough life. As as someone who's father two children, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible to be both. Um, I, uh, I wonder, Jordan, have, have you guys on your television program had uh, the opportunity to cover the Juggalo March on Washington at all? Uh, oh, you mean the at midnight premise? <laughs> yes. You mean the easy at midnight premise? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, the Juggalo March on Washington, uh, is something that is happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why it's back in the news. I feel like they announced it last year. Well, I think marches on Washington are in the news. Oh, sure, sure. So sure. they're catching that. They're, that ca- they're riding that wave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, on Washington Boulevard in Spokane. Yeah. Is the twist. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, on a, it's, it's on the house of a guy with sweet nugs in Washington State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, we uh, we have we have goofed on it, and I'm sure we will uh, uh, goof on it when it actually happens. I w- I wish that their their grievance is very legitimate. Absolutely. What uh, are their grievances? I they've been named a pseudo gang by the FBI, which allows like weird special prosecutions right. and stuff like that, um, based on the fact that they all have this. They all have an identifying tattoo, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other weird things like that. It's um, it's. How long have authorities been trying to criminalize shitty or not shitty pop rap music? <laughs> like, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and yeah, if you go to a big music festival, there are going to be drugs there. M- illegal things might happen. But the Insane Clown Posse is not the, you know, like, that's all this is. It's, they're just giving know. people an identity. That soda is disgusting. The soda is very bad. It's disgusting. Yeah. I feel like uh, Fago, the Juggalo soda, yeah. which is a song they would play on KCSC radio. Uh-huh. Juggalo soda. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here we are. Time, time for the insane clown pussy. <laughs> and the hit, the hit pondy replay. Spin it back, Mr. DJ. Time for Jolo Soda. <laughs> insane clown pussy was one of those where I was like, this is white people fucking with us, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't, just don't, don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Just, it's just smile and just go along. Look, I'll get a, we're all going to jump out and yell surprise. <laughs> Later. All of white America. It's a very long game. We really pulled the hood over your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> um, but I feel like uh, I have I've been to a couple of like foodie restaurants lately that will that have Fago. That, oh, like because they'll there. have like an array of uh, yeah like regional sodas. sodas. Yeah. And I was excited to have a Fago. Uh, because I only knew it as a punchline. They yeah. have a, a couple flavors, maybe. Oh boy, the one I think I had was pennies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Penny flavor. <God. laughs> like they melted down pennies and carbonated somehow. Mm-hmm. No, right. it was very. I forget what flavor. The I old, had, the was... old school pennies before they took the lead out. Right. Yes. Exactly. Toxic. <laughs> yeah. Toxic pennies. Ever since our friend Nathan Rabin, uh, freelance uh, entertainment journalist Nathan Rabin, became a juggalo himself. Mm-hmm. I've 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 really wished the best for the Juggalo community. Yeah, I mean I don't Me want too. them I like throwing things at Andrew WK, but I I hope they can become a force for good in the world. Yeah, I think so like too. Bikers for Trump. <laughs> right, he's like, oh, God bless those boys. Yeah, stamps. Uh, yeah, God I bless liked, that wall of meat. <laughs> I liked uh, uh, I liked Nathan's book about uh, Juggalos a lot, and yeah, no, I think they are like a a fun thing to goof on. But yeah, I think that there is a there's a super super positive cool side of it too, and hopefully that's the marching part. Yeah, like it's it's uh, it's a lot easier because of Juggalos, just for example, to get magic mushrooms. In go. a lot of sure. the upper Midwest, where it's relatively difficult to get magic mushrooms if you want to get high on magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's just one example. <laughs> get an affordable tattoo. <laughs> sure. Like a, like a $10 tattoo. <laughs> Sharpen something into a knife that's not yeah. a knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could also help with that. Is Bic Ink toxic? Who knows? <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> a lot of kids uh, who dream of becoming rappers... Uh, but feel like their dreams otherwise would have been crushed by the fact that they can't terrible rap. at rapping, mm-hmm. can still follow their dreams because they know if they can... I have no rhyme skills or charisma or wordplay abilities at all. How do you ha- do? You have any grease paint? I do. I do have tons of grease paint. Then you're set. <laughs> you're all in. There's a lot of uh, really credible street rappers who are 47 years old <laughs> that have like joined the movement and like are working full time as juggalo guys now. <laughs> I watched a video. I watched a video from a, a female juggler, Juggalette. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Cotton Candy with two Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good that there's not a third Cotton word there. Candy. See, even yeah. even the first two. Why? Why risk it? Why two? We let Kit Kat in. We let Kit Kat in. <laughs> Those guys were sort of grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. Everybody else doubling up on Ks. I don't know. It's sort of like naming your child N A Z, and it's pronounced Nots. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> You're most of the way there. How about, She's like, how about Phil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skip it. Anyway, she had a, and again, Radolf she, Mittler, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she is, uh, you know, did not seem to have any musical talent, but her rap had a very cool refrain, uh-huh. which was, do you want fries with that? Hell yeah. <laughs> I know I want fries with that. <laughs> It's pretty universal. It's it was pretty, pretty good. Solid. Yeah. Did you ever watch that video? I was obsessed for about three years mm-hmm. with a rap video 
that was on YouTube f- for a long time. I went and looked, and it had been taken down. But it was by a rapper named P the G, mm-hmm. Princeton the Great, uh, who's kind of like a like a kind of skinny nineteen year old kid that looked like an African exchange student, maybe like had that kind of like, like he had an out of place look right, to him. Right. And it's just him in the front seat of his car. He's recording with the beat on his car stereo and him rapping into the phone video or something. And what year is this technology? We're talking about five, six, seven years ago. Okay. And it was the song was called Cheeseburgers. And the rap went, we get in cheeseburgers. We get in a double cheeseburger. We get in a triple cheeseburger. We get in, we get in cheeseburgers. We get in, we get in cheeseburgers. It was amazing. It sounds great. It was magical. Yeah. That dude had bars. Where's this guy getting a triple cheeseburger? Bars on bars on bars. That's hella cheese. Boy. Do you think it's just two cheeses in between three patties? Because otherwise it seems like how could the restaurant make any money? Yeah, I know, right? Unless he's rich and he's giving them $20 or $30 for this cheeseburger. That might be the case. I mean, he's getting cheese. This dude is getting cheeseburgers. I've seen those If I know one thing about P the G, it's that he's getting cheeseburgers. Yeah. Here's why why people stick with their dreams until they're too old or whatever. Like People tell them to hang it up. Everybody's got one great thing in them. Like that dude, that yeah. that cheeseburger. Like he's probably got something. It might. We will probably never see it. Mm-hmm. But there is probably. Uh, like you've listened to listen to think of like any really popular, not even rap song, but just pop song, the hook, whatever you know, the verse. You're just like, I could have wrote this shit. Like I could have <laughs> come. I could have come up with that. Like, but you need that. You need just a, a dash of magic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone's got one dash of yeah, magic. Yeah. It's just whether they're wasting it on the lady at the post office. Everybody that I saw doing stand up, that you know, not everybody, but the people that stuck with it long enough to get past the open mic stage, you're like. That's a really good joke. That guy's got at least one or two like mm-hmm. solid. He might not ever write another really good joke, but everybody can you know come up with one. That's sure. a solid, solid mm-hmm. joke. And you know that you're a true genius if you can take make them say uh, mm-hmm. and transform it into gold leaf ceilings like masterpiece. You like need Master the shenanana. <laughs> yeah. See, the average person might have just been like make them say uh, and but you shenanana. Sure. The follow up is yeah. what you know. And by the time you when you add that follow up, all of a sudden. You're buying a tiny Bentley for your child. Mm-hmm. You're buying a tiny Land Rover And for you're your teaching child. him how to say, uh, shenanana, so that and then he rhymes, and yeah. you're building a we- wealth. You're and building eventually, a legacy. eventually, he's the kind of guy who can appear on a inside-the-bus advertisement for a correspondence <laughs> college. <laughs> Look, okay. they look. They get, they have a flexible course. They have a flexible schedule. That's true. They have online courses, Jesse. They will really convenient. They yeah, will they will help convenient. you with financing. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, these are all promises that <laughs> Lil Romeo, <laughs> that adult Lil Romeo can and will make. <laughs> adult Lil Romeo. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. We've got sponsors on this week's program. Our friends at. Squarespace. If you make something, and I'm talking about anything, anything from uh, potholders to homemade shoes, whatever you make, Squarespace can help you showcase it. Even if you're just writing Jordan and Jesse slash fic. In fact, especially if you're writing Jordan and Jesse slash fic. Or if you're shipping us, that's where you make it so that we're in love. 
uh, but not necessarily doing it. Anyway, <laughs> all those things are perfect for your Squarespace website. They make it really easy to make a gorgeous website. Uh, you know, it works on your phone. It works on the computer without you having to do anything. And you can sell stuff on there, too, if you want to. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, visit squarespace.com slash JJGo. We're also sponsored this week by our friends at Blue Apron. Gotta get them cakes. They'll send you specially sourced and specially measured ingredients for a whole squajillion of delicious recipes. I've not looked up the exact number, but I believe it's approximately one squajillion. So that you can cook delicious stuff at home with a minimum of hassle. All the recipes are easy. Uh, there's something for a seasoned cook. There's something for a beginner cook. You can tell them your dietary preferences. I don't like fish. Sorry, I just don't. So I told them not to send me any fish. And it worked out great. And it's not that expensive. Less than $10 per person per meal delivered to your door in a special refrigerator box. And you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping, including the refrigerator box, by going to blueapron.com slash JJGo. That's blueapron.com slash JJGo. Blue Apron. Gotta get them cakes. And don't forget, we got this new Tuppies t-shirt. Ooh, I am in love with this thing. Tuppies, Tuppies, Tuppies. That's what everyone likes to call Tupperwares. Anybody who doesn't call them that is dumb. And you can tell them that. Say Jesse Thorne said so. Tell them to come get in a fight with me if they don't like it. Give them my address, Tuppies. MaxFunStore.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. What type of podcast are you looking for? You have chosen funny podcasts about bad movies. Rated R. May we recommend The Flophouse. Three friends talk about bad movies and make each other and you laugh. Rated R. The Flophouse is playing at your ears. If you download it right now or whenever. Rated R. To purchase tickets to The Flophouse. You don't need to do that. Just download it. The Flophouse. Rated R. For nudity, I guess. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Repeat Adams. Repeat is back. Nick Repeat Adams, by the way, wearing uh, low-end theory socks. Those Midnight Marauder socks? Yeah, I got my trap socks on. <laughs> I'm sweltering in the box right now, but it's worth it. How do you feel about a, a picture sock, Jordan? I think they're fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Well, I got a couple picture socks. I have a, I have a pair of socks that I really, really like. It was a, it was a Christmas gift uh, from a friend's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and call her my friend. Really? She's also my friend. Well, if she was nice enough to give you a Christmas present, sounds like she's a good friend. They are Christmas colors, red and green, and they're kind of like, they're kind of high socks. They kind of go up, you know, mid-calf, and they just say beer on them, (laughs) (laughs) and it's pretty Mm mind-blowing. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And um, we all all took the, uh, at work, we all took the sorting hat quiz. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, which tells you which Harry Potter house you would be in. Oh yeah, and uh, I got Gryffindor. I got out. Mm. Outhouse. <laughs> Magic toilet. Mm-hmm. Said I was a real Hag- pile of shit. Yeah. Hagrid's couch. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, then I was gifted a nice pair of Gryffindor socks. Oh, that's so I got, nice. I got, those are my two picture socks, and they're a lot of fun. Do you, do how you many feel... uh, Hufflepuff assholes were there? No, here's the thing uh, the office split 50 50 Gryffindor Slytherin. Hmm. No, Sli- no Raven's Claws? There were, no, there was, there was the only two. And I don't know too much about what that means, but uh, from what I, when I guess the Gryffindor, pure of heart, Slytherin. Uh, Good guys uh, and bad guys. Yeah, basically. well, I think, I think they're, uh, um, you know, like conniving, mm-hmm. ruthless. Yeah, I took that look out s- for number one. I took that same quiz, and it gave me childish Gambino. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was the same quiz. Yeah, not a hundred percent. When something momentous happens to you, I swear to God, Christian Duenas, who works here mm-hmm. at the office, uh, the world famous pastor and Jesse Go guest and mm-hmm. caller, whose grandpa's favorite genre of movie is talking dog movies. Mm-hmm. Christian Duenas literally mm-hmm. has come into my office. So many times to show me his socks Mm -hmm. that at this point, I sincerely anticipate him showing me his socks whenever he comes into my office. Like, I'm his boss. You get ready to see those socks. I supervise his work. He's walking through the door. I'm already saying, what are the new socks? See those socks. Wait, does he think that's a part of his job responsibility? To bring in new socks every day? You might think this was expected of him. I think this may be his first, like, real professional so white-collar job. He doesn't job, know. So he doesn't know that showing off your socks is not a... Yeah. Hmm, that may be the problem. Or maybe it's just like his, 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 his mom was like gave him some weird advice. Did you show him your socks? Is it working? Yeah, mom, I'm showing him my socks. <laughs> just back off. <laughs> His dad's a nurse, and his dad's like, well, at Kaiser, every morning, we show we the present, socks. We present socks. Over yeah. at Children's, mm-hmm. we always make sure to sh- present the socks for... Works for me. Are you? How often are you washing your hands? <laughs> okay, when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us for our segment, <clears throat> Momentous Occasions. The number is 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN. Here's our first Momentous Occasions call. Hey guys, this is Christy calling from Pittsfield. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I just finished crocheting a sweater for my dog. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's cool. Dog sweater. I like someone who keeps it tight, mm-hmm. keep it low key, yep. but still pretty interesting. In and out. You know, I'll yep. take my I'll take my answer off air, sort of deal. Exactly, without even having to say. I'll yeah, take yeah. My, she just clack, boom. One one complaint. Yeah, can't have a Pittsfield. Yeah. What's no? What's that? Pittsfield. He's from Pittsfield. Mm. Can't have that. What's now? What's I don't we know. Got what, I, I don't we got a Berg. We got a Berg. We got Pittsburgh. Sure. We can't double up with Pitts. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it sounds like it's too much. It's too much. Madam, move to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pack <laughs> it up. Abandon your town. If it, it where is a, Pittsfield? If it becomes a ghost town, they will take it off the map. So if, it's your duty to move away. If Pittsfield is in Pennsylvania, we should just close it up. Yeah, that's a good point. Forced relocation Ugh. style. Too much. Too much. Like a real trail of tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look. It doesn't have to a be. A kinder, gentler relocation. Right. Everyone would be it. compensated. Um, we would integrate them into Christian society. Perhaps yes, we would build a you. separate part of Pittsburgh where they could stay and feel more comfortable with their own kind. That's sure. something like that. See, now that's a good idea. That seems fair, right? Could we build it underwater? To be clear, that doesn't have anything to do with the thrust of the joke that we were pursuing. <laughs> I just think it would be fun if there were a separate group of people yeah. that lived underwater in Pittsburgh. If we're going to segregate, let's segregate and kind of be futurist They've about got, like move I forward like with yeah, the yeah, segregation. Yeah. Domed cities. They've got three rivers. Yeah. 
You just jam some people underneath one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe after after a certain uh, amount of generations have passed, their mm-hmm. children will develop gills. Yeah. One mm-hmm. can only hope. Yeah. Maybe uh, sort of like the like on Naboo. <laughs> yes, exactly like on Naboo. <laughs> Does that happen on Naboo? Phantom Menace. Yeah. Come on. Are there gill people? Yeah. Jar Jar, Jar Jar, they go underwater. There's a whole thing. Oh, those aren't people. Those are Gungans. But I mean, okay, Jesus, not people. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Sorry, I'm the keeper of the, the G canon, which is everything that George Lucas has approved as canon. So wait, 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 wait. Mistake. Let me just text George real quick and double check. Yeah, it's cool. It's okay, cool. cool. George yeah, says I mean, it's cool. So <laughs> you don't have to text him. You can just Nick. go through me. I'm the keeper of G canon. Nick, can I ask something of you just for the rest of yes. the show? Jordan, don't don't listen. Right okay, now. I'm not. Just don't say any shit about Mega Man. Just don't say anything about Mega Man because... I'm not involved... I'm sorry. I know I wasn't supposed to be listening. <laughs> yes. I'm not involved with yes. Mega Man in any official capacity. <laughs> I am George Lucas's official, official keeper of G-Canon. Right, but you in see fact, yourself as an unofficial historian of Mega Man. In, yeah. fa- in fact, the A Sony Corporation the has explicitly asked you to refrain from commenting on Mega Man in public. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have a gag order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take our next call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, at all. Uh, I'm Robin from Chicago, and today on the way home from work, I saw a like nice upholstered dining chair sitting upright in the center lane of I-294, and uh, I don't know how it might have come to be there or how long it might have sat there until someone ended up hitting it, but I've been thinking about it all afternoon. Have a good one. I could see that from the 110 or the 5. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, before yeah. we get into it, Chicago, shut it down. <laughs> we don't need it. I don't think we need Chicago either. Yeah. Second city. Pittsfield, Chicago. Get them out of there. Yeah. Put them underwater. <laughs> I say let They got you, that lake, right? They do got that lake. Jam them under there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When we're building that underwater city, I don't think the taxpayers should have to pay for it. I'm going to make the fish pay for make it. The, make the Gungans <laughs> pay for it. <laughs> Here's how we'll do that. Well, it'll be a thing where we tax Gungan goods. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, aquapods. Right. Reeds. What, what else? Reeds. Boy, I wish I knew more about Gungans. <laughs> I can't keep this G-Cannon bit going because I don't know enough about the prequels. <laughs> As a, as a good honorable human being, you haven't watched them enough to know. That's true. Yes. About them. A, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm instituting a backlash to the backlash to the backlash of the. <laughs> All right. Prequels. Hold on. Hold on. So you're back on board prequel hate. Is so wait. We're back on. No wait. Backlash to the backlash to the backlash. So, so, so initially okay. there so was let's, a backlash. Let's, let's track this backlash. Okay. The backlash we? is the prequels suck. Right. Initially, the initial backlash was what the fuck these movies suck. Right. And the backlash is that was like no, they're actually. I guess the movies good. apparently. I only saw the first one, but apparently they got better as they went along, and by the end they weren't that bad. Mm. That's not relatively true. speaking. That's not true. I would agree, but the first one was really, really shitty, recently, and I think they got a little bit better. Recently, so still shitty. Recently, mm-hmm. I've been hearing talk of oh, they weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. They're actually kind of good. Yeah, the the prequels are good. Argument is a very, very special kind of nerd gymnastics. Yeah. <sighs> actually, we should have invaded Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> you know what. You know what? We I wouldn't think? have all these nail salons had we not done that. Instead of, in, I think the official response to the uh, prequels are good argument, mm-hmm. so that I don't have to deal with it. Is we get to write a special 
thousand page list of just new Star Wars shit to memorize. Mm-hmm. Just give it to those people so they can just work on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be over here just doing my life. Mm-hmm. If you need some shit to learn about Gungans, mm-hmm. go to town. I wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> I've learned there's a, a hundred pages in my new book about Gungans. <laughs> There's different rules about Gungans, things they can and can't do, kinds of spaceships they have, the whole nine yards. Maybe a maybe a nice Netflix multicam about a Gungan family. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. watch that shit. <laughs> I'll put. It, I'm going to put it on Amazon Prime though. Amazon Prime, okay. Prime, yeah. Spread it around. Yeah, what? just because if it's on Netflix, it's like whenever I turn on Netflix, they're going to be like pushing it. Yeah, on me, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to create right. a kind of an office dramedy mm-hmm. about the Galactic Trade Federation mm-hmm. featuring all kinds of uh, racist aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Racist aliens from, you know, from every corner of the galaxy. From chinese racist from, aliens. Yeah, to Jewy aliens. <laughs> yeah, got it. Mm-hmm. Shuffling, <laughs> shuffling pigeon English yes! aliens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick that on Dutch Hulu. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that was a race thing, that Jar Jar thing. That was actually a riff on KZSE's own DJ Hada. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Santa Cruz. So, it was like a know, little Santa specific. Cruz was, Easter you know, And if you also, if you don't know about the hero's journey, you know, get some of that stuff too. So. <laughs> right. If you haven't seen Seven Samurai, there's some stuff, that's some references that are lost on you. Some so. really cool illusions. You just got to do like some Samurai. pre-work before you go into a Star Wars yeah. movie. <laughs> like, for example, here's uh, one of the allusions to uh, the Seven Samurai that's in Star Wars 2, mm-hmm. whatever it was called. <laughs> Star Wars 2. Um, is uh, that movie was uh, boring, mm-hmm. which is an allusion to how you think the Seven Samurai is going to be boring because it's in black and white, but then it turns out to be pretty sweet. Hmm. Well, we're all learning a lot yeah. about cinema. <laughs> you got it. And if there's one thing this podcast is for. 30-year-old, 40-year-old movies? Yeah, 40-year-old movies. <laughs> so we've, I think we've done it. I think we've remembered Nintendo and Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. This some is fucking... all going to help the algorithm. Let's this see is some... all. Oh shit! They're going to feed this. They're yeah. going to feed this right into the machine, and it's just gonna... plug that. Plug this episode in. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Why would you listen to a podcast of TV pilots that never got made? It must not have been any good, right? I don't know for a fact that anyone read it. They couldn't get the deal done. There was kind of a regime change. Someone at the studio who was in a decision-making capacity said, these guys seem like losers. They just blamed it on, okay, well, it must be women. We got word that USA had decided to stop doing comedy. Why aren't we making this? It was so good. Hear the TV comedies you never got to see on the Dead Pilot Society podcast. Listen on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick, repeat Adams. Repeat is back. Nick, it's always a joy to have you on the program. It's always good to be here, man. It's nice of you to come by. It's nice of you to take time out of your thriving entertainment career. Someone's got to, you know, provide these moderately watched. (laughs) Basic cable and streaming uh, TV shows to the public. Uh, to... There are there are literally <laughs> fifteen thousand people depending on you. Laundry must be folded. Sure, yeah, that's a good and point. background entertainment must be provided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, 
I would say, you know, you were working on BoJack Horseman. That's a revolutionary television program. It's a crazy good show. It's that's a really, a really fun show to work on, too. That's a show where animal characters do funny animal stuff. And human characters do funny human stuff, and then sometimes they do it to each other. Yeah. It's and a lot of fun. Other. And uh, People of Earth, uh, about to about to start season two. Season one just finished on TBS. Yeah. And uh, that show, not only does it feature... Uh, the brilliant writing of Nick Adams. You're also looking at uh, a, about a dozen uh, brilliant actor performers, including yeah. our friend Wyatt Cenac mm-hmm. is on there. Yeah, uh, and a guest hire. You got a Brian Husky, Brian and Alice Wetterland. You got a lot of good, a lot of fun folks. Just yeah. murder, murders row. That show's really good. Watch really, that show. It's a fun show. Really talented cast. Uh, Brian Sunny D Fernandez on the boards. Brian's, uh, you know, Brian's episode of uh, the Royals just aired the other hey. week. Hey, yeah, go up, go up on the internet, and uh, I guess look up his credit on. I don't know. Maybe just go to your your on demand provider mm-hmm. or whatever. Streaming service carries e entertainment. Can I make a suggestion? <laughs> Look it up there. Is this helpful? Is any of this helpful? <laughs> it's it's really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go to senate.gov. <laughs> <laughs> Look up the phone number. Not Put in your the, zip code. Put in your zip code. Yeah, not for the national office, but <laughs> yeah, for the local yeah, right, office right. of Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. She's a former attorney general. She can let you of know how to watch e entertainment television. <laughs> Give Kamala a call. See which one was the one that Brian from Jordan Jesse Go wrote. Mm-hmm. Don't you... say Sunny D because it, it's the Senate. Yeah, right. you know, you like don't the, say Sunny use D. Use first names. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is a familiar. <laughs> this is a familiar body, but not yeah. that. You familiar. don't have to say Mister D, yeah. but don't say Sunny D. Yeah, please. and don't please, say Mister D was my father's <laughs> name. Don't say Beef. Yeah, or Beefy D. Yeah, those are new nicknames yeah. that are just yeah, going to yeah. confuse Ms. Harris. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and do speak to Ms. Harris directly. Yeah, no, don't no. accept some staffer like yeah, yeah. the deputy policy agent for streaming television programs. That's how they blow. That's just this. That's what they blow up your butt to get you. Out. No, no, no. Don't fall for that. Yeah. And if you can't get Kamala Harris, John McCain will help. <laughs> sure. <laughs> John McCain's willing to American help. Hero. He's like shadowing her for the first couple of months to sort of like show her the ropes and stuff. So he can yeah. you can talk to him. Ideally, I would say this. I mean, like I mentioned Kamala Harris because she's easier to get a hold of. But if you have her cell phone number, give Olympia Snow a call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's what? a swing vote. Mm-hmm. Sure. She's her, a swing vote. And she knows a Republican. lot about Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sure does. Get at Olympia Snow on Snapchat. She's always on. Yeah. She's, she's always on. <laughs> Hit her up. Uses too many filters for me, <laughs> yeah, for my yeah. taste. I love her Insta, though. Yeah. Good Insta. I love that Insta. Do not mm, slide yum, yum. into her DMs. She will shut you down. She will shut you down Don't. so hard. Mm-mm. As hard as she shuts <laughs> down... The immoderate wings of either party. Oh, boy. <laughs> right in the middle, representing mm-hmm. Maine. She just pretends they're DMs. Yeah. You got it. No pork barrel, no dick pics. You know, coincidentally, <laughs> here's a funny thing. She is actually my DM in my Dungeons & Dragons game. Oh, really? Game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Up in Bangor. I bet that can Once a month, confusing. I play a great game mm-hmm. in Bangor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olympia Snow is the DM. I'm... Uh, we some bill, kind of elf bill leaving committee. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, Always thank you, is. Nick. Always a joy. Always a pleasure. Um, uh, you can follow Jordan and I on Twitter mm-hmm. at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. Nick, what's your Twitter again? Big Nick Adams. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick Adams Web. Nick Adams Web. Mm, slightly above average, Dick. At, at Nick at, Adams at, Web. At moderately sized. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you can look me up on Twitter at 30th percentile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at 8 inches flaccid. At slight discomfort at first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, forget us, get at us on Facebook. There's Jordan Jesse Go group and uh, the Maximum Fun group. The Jordan Jesse Go page, the Maximum Fun group. Hashtag it JJ Go on Twitter. Uh, holler at us. Tell, tell us what you mm-hmm. thought of this show. And Tumblr, Maximum Fun. MySpace. MaximumFun.reddit.com and uh, Senate.gov. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.